0: Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Today we're starting a series on relationships and it's our hope that this series will make a huge difference in the friendships and relationships of your life, whether it's with your spouse, your partner, uh, your children, your family, friends in the workplace, with other believers or in the church, and that no matter what season of life we are in, young or old, single, married, working, not working, whatever season of life, that we would have relationships that are strong and healthy. Let's pray, Lord God, today, I just thank you for our hope in this time, in this season, we look to you for our hope. God, I thank you for the relationships that you have brought around our lives. I just pray right now today, God, that you are bringing into our lives people to do intimate relationships with Jesus. We thank you for that, God, in your mighty name. Amen. Have you ever had a friend or a friendship, a relationship where you just really knew the other person and they knew you. It might have been a brother or sister, it could be a parent or a child, a friend from school or high school, someone you met at work or at the footy club. You just really knew each other. Friendships where, if they were speaking, you knew what they were going to say next. If they were asking a question, you knew how they would answer it. You just knew the way that they thought, the way that they think. You know, their hopes and dreams and all those types of things and their likes and dislikes and you knew them, you know them or you knew them so well and they know or knew you so well too. I have a twin brother who is like that with me. His name is Kestrel and we're just so alike and we just know each other so, so well. And to the point where even though he moved away interstate to Adelaide 12 years ago, even now, we're still so very, very close. There was a study in 2012 that finished a 40 year study that followed the lives of uh, late teens, early 20s, all the way up to uh, their late 50s and late 60s over a 40 year period looking into the key to human well being. And what the study found was that those who were the happiest and most content and satisfied in their lives. We're not those that had the most money in the bank account. We're not those who had experienced the most, traveled the most, done the most things in life. It was not those who had achieved fame and fortune. It was none of those things. Rather, it found that those who were the happiest and most satisfied in their lives were those who scored highest in closeness of their relationships. The report concluded, the study concluded that the number one key for human well-being is intimacy. In a world where so many of us have connections with each other like never before, text and social media and um, email and instant messaging and video conferencing. I mean, is anyone sick of video conferencing right now? Zoom meetings and Microsoft Teams and Google Meets. It's, it's not the connection that brings happiness and satisfaction in our lives it's the intimacy. And I think that we're discovering as a society, I think that I'm discovering 2021 Bronson realizes this more than 2019 pre-COVID Bronson, that it's not just connections that are important, it's intimate and very, very close relationships. What is intimacy? Intimacy is defined as close familiarity or friendship. I feel a better way to define intimacy is this, the experience of really knowing and being known by another person. Intimacy is to know someone at an emotional, intellectual, intellectual, spiritual and within marriage sexual level. It's not just knowing what someone's personality is like, whether they're shy or outgoing, intelligent or warm, but it's also knowing their personal concerns. It's knowing their dreams and hopes. It's knowing how they cope in different situations when they're stressed or happy, it's knowing their backstory, it's knowing how they got to where they are, why they are, how they are, it's all those things. And so if we use this definition of intimacy, then the goal of all relationship is intimacy. And I think that we have to be real about this and know that not all relationships, not all friendships that we have are going to be at this deep a deeper level of intimacy, but what we do need to realize is that there is a possibility that every new person we meet, every new friendship we have, every new relationship we have, there is a possibility that we could have this type of intimate friendship or relationship where we can really know someone and they can really know us. Where does this desire, this yearning, for intimacy come from why is this part of our psyche and part of our heart? Well, this intimacy, it comes from God himself. God made us first and foremost to know him and to be known by him, to really know God and to be really known by God. And I call this a vertical intimacy. It's the up-down relationship, us with God and God with us. Genesis 1 it says it so clearly God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him man and female he created them we have been created in the likeness of God in himself God is in relationship with God the Father God the Son Jesus and God the Holy Spirit and in case you missed the significance, let me just re-emphasize it for us, church, re-emphasize it for our lives. The significance, God values relationships so much that it is very core at the very essence of who he is. He himself is in relationship, the three one, God. And so he is the very model of healthy relationship. And we were created to be in relationship with him maybe today for you that's a new concept that's the first time you've ever heard about god wanting to be in relationship with you you've seen god as a as a as a angry and harsh judge or you've seen him as a distance distant and far away being but today you're hearing for the first time that he wants to be in relationship with you he wants you to know him and him to know you and and that's that's something new for you today And, and and he wants to know you and that's why he sent his son Jesus Christ to have a relationship with you. And if that's the first time you've heard that at the end of this message, I'm going to give you an opportunity to enter into a relationship with him. But what we need to know is that God doesn't just want us to have intimacy with him. He also made us have intimacy with others continues on into Genesis 2 verse 18. Then the Lord God said, "'It is not good that man should be alone.'" Before this, it's just God and Adam. They're in perfect unity. They're in perfect relationship. There's no sin. There's no issues. There's no quarrels. They know each other. Adam knows God. God knows Adam. And yet God knows that man needed not just vertical intimacy, But also horizontal intimacy. See, he knew that God, uh, that man needed a relationship with God up and down, but also with others sideways, us with others and others with us. That's why that forty-year study concludes that intimate relationships are so important to our well-being. It's baked into our DNA, it's, it's, it's written deep into our, our biological levels, our spiritual levels, our emotional and mental levels. It's a God-recognized need in our lives to be fully loved, to be fully known for who we are, to be fully accepted in all of our glory and in all of our fallenness. And these type of relationships can be can be difficult. And I know for myself, I haven't been the greatest at developing relationships like this. I don't know if it's a man thing. I don't know if it's the way I've been brought up or it's my personality, but I've always struggled to have someone in my life, outside of my wife, where I could share the the reality of who I am, what I'm feeling, what I'm going through, and they could share the same for me. Well, I thank God that over the last couple of years, God has enabled me to develop some relationships like this. And there's a couple of guys that I I know who are in my life where I can call them up. I can speak to them about all different types of things. I can let them know what I'm going through. I can be known by them and they can know me and I can know them. And it's just been so, so good for my soul, so good for my mental being, so good for my well-being to be able to open up to someone else to let them know where I am and what I'm going through. And men, today I want to encourage you to step outside of yourself, take that step of faith, to be vulnerable and transparent with another person. Uh, I suggest another guide, uh, but to be to be like that for another person so that you can experience intimacy in your relationships. And maybe for you that's a hard thing to do, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, it's hard to have intimate relationships or maybe it's really easy. It's something you do so well and something you can just do so easily. Uh, What we need to know is that we need them. We need to have a relationship, intimate relationship with someone else. On emotional, uh, intellectual, spiritual level to know someone else. We need relationships of intimacy and intimacy is not just a marriage thing. It's a relationship thing. We think about it in church circles as intimacy is is our code word for sex. No, it's not just that. It's something much, much deeper than that. One thing that stands between true intimacy in any relationships is pride. And in the book, Single Dating, Engaged, Marriage, Navigating Life and Love in the Modern Age, author Ben Stewart says the following. Love risks vulnerability for the sake of the beloved. Pride will not tolerate the risk of self for the other. Love embraces all of a person for their best days, on their best days and their worst. Lust says, I only want the parts of you I can use. As long as fear, lust and pride are in the driver's seat, the culture will be speeding away from healthy love. And we are already seeing it in the culture. We are not headed for healthy directions, in healthy directions. We can think that Pride, And the author here has talked about pride. We can think that pride really, it's not such a big deal. It's not really such an issue. But church, pride is how the devil became the devil. Pride is serious. In Isaiah 14, 22, how you have fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's. I will preside in the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to the lowest depths. Pride says I will. Pride says I must. Pride says I have. Pride says me, me, me. See, if it was pride that destroyed the intimate relationship between the Most High, between God and Lucifer, is it any wonder that pride in our own lives and relationships can take us from an angel into a devil? See, pride won't admit it's wrong. Pride won't ask for help. Pride won't speak the truth. Pride won't listen with mercy. Pride sees everyone else as the problem. Pride causes us to say things like I'm not going to let you know the real me because I want to hide the real me because I'm proud of who I am. I'm not going to open up my life to you because that might mean confronting areas of my life that need change. My pride says I don't need to change. Pride says I'm not going to say sorry. They're the ones who are wrong. They're the ones who have started. Pride says I'm not going to get advice because I know it all. I have it all up here, I've got it all together. Pride says, I don't need to change, they need to change. It's not my fault. If it wasn't for them, everything would be better. The words of pride and pride in a relationship destroys vulnerability, destroys transparency and openness. It destroys trust, destroys intimacy, and it puts self before others. The Bible has many verses that talk about pride and the consequences of living a prideful life, and we're not gonna go into them, but if you're taking notes today, write these passages, write these references down. Isaiah 2, 12, Proverbs 13, 10, Proverbs 16, 5, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, and James 4, 6. Write those down and go look at those uh, after the service as they talk about pride. See, not only does pride destroy intimacy and relationships, pride is the sin most likely to keep you from acknowledging and realizing that you need a savior to save you. See, pride says, "I'm good enough. I'm not a bad person. I don't need saving. I don't need to change. Look at that other person down the road. Look at that person in my family. They're worse than me. I'm a good person. I'm a good guy, I'm going to get to heaven. I'm a good, a good mom or a good dad. I'm going to get to heaven because I'm a good person. Unfortunately, God doesn't see it that way. God sees it totally different. He knows that we do need a savior, and that savior is his son, Jesus Christ. And if we would put away the pride in our lives that says we don't need Jesus, we can enter into a relationship, an intimate relationship with him here on earth and also in eternity, for eternity in heaven. Maybe you're listening and you're watching and you're thinking to yourself, thank God that's not me. Wow, thank God I don't have the sin of pride in my life. That's an issue for someone else. It's an issue for the person next to me. I'm not prideful. I'm not puffed up. I don't have that, that problem. I would encourage you just as I encourage myself Daily, as I look in the mirror, I encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal, Hey, Holy Spirit, is there any pride in my life? Is there any area of my life where I'm puffed up? Is there any area of my life where I'm saying, I will, I have to, I'm doing this. Is there any area of my life that says me, 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 pride in my life? And I'm not saying that is you. But often when we're proud, we don't realize that we have pride in our lives. So if pride is so uh, detrimental to intimacy, if pride can destroy trust and vulnerability in our relationships with each other, how can we identify if we have pride in our lives? Three simple questions that we can ask today to identify uh, pride. If you're taking notes, write these down. Number one, whose sin am I focused on? Say it with me, whose sin am I focused on? This is a great one for any person, but especially Christians. It's so easy for Christians to point out the sin of other people, but yet not reflect on their own sin in their own lives. Matthew 7, 4, we know this scripture so well. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye while there is still a beam, a massive log of timber in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the beam out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. The correct answer to whose sin am I focused on is not someone else's sin out there. The correct answer is I'm focused on my own sin. My son, Roman, who turned five this week, happy birthday, Roman, he loves to daub in his brother and sister when they do something wrong. You know, it, it, Snitches get stitches. Well, he's a snitch. He, he loves to just dob in and tell on his older brother and sister who are 15 and uh, 12. But what he doesn't realize is that he's the naughtiest out of all my kids. Like he's doing all types of naughty things and he should look at himself before he looks at others. But obviously he's five and so he doesn't understand those kind of concepts. It's hard for him to do that. But you know what? It's also hard for adults, us adults, to admit, to look at the own sin, to reflect inward and acknowledge the sin in our own lives, but we need to do it. See, there's something amazing that occurs in our lives when we recognize the need for God's forgiveness and grace for us. See, there's something amazing that happens. What happens is we start to realize that just as we've been forgiven, just as God has poured out His grace upon us. That we too need to forgive, that we too need to show God's grace to those in our lives. So church today, I want to encourage you to stop focusing on the sin in other people's lives, the wrong that they're doing. Start looking inward and focus on our own sin and say, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, would you help me to deal with my sin? second question we can ask to see if we have any prior lives is what is the focus of my joy security and contentment See, you won't find joy security or contentment in a job a bank account an earthly relationship an experience some substance you'll only find it in an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and the answer to what is the focus of my joy security and contentment is none of those things the answer is Jesus is the source of my joy, security, and contentment. He is my focus. Romans 15, 13. May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, grab a hold of that scripture today, church. See, as we focus on Jesus, He just, He starts to redefine our own lives as to what and where our joy and security and contentment comes through. It was true 2000 years ago when it was written in the scriptures in Romans by the Apostle Paul. And it's true 2000 years later in COVID 2021. Jesus is the source, is the focus of our joy, security and contentment. He is our hope. And then the third area of how to know if there's any pride in our lives. Who is the focus of our service? 1 Peter 4.10 Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. The answer to who is the focus of my service is not me. The answer is others. Church, church, Christian, man, woman, young person watching, listening to this today, we've been called to serve the others in our lives. Family and friends, someone in the workplace, a stranger, uh, whoever it is, we've been called to serve others, our family, our church, our neighbors, our friends, those in our workplace, our city, our country, our nation, those around the world, our focus of service is others. See, someone with pride, their focus of service is themselves. Someone with pride, their focus of joy, security and contentment is their own life, is is themselves. Someone who's focused on sin in others is someone with pride in their lives. And As I finish today, we've not been made to walk through life alone. And no matter where we find ourselves, single, dating, married, divorced, widowed, young or old, in every one of these areas, in every one of these seasons of life, we can find an intimacy in the relationships around us. And at Elevation Church, in this church community, in this church family, this body of believers that you are part of, and if you're new today, I would I would invite you to find out more about us. I would invite you to join our family, our church community. But at Elevation Church, you can find this type of intimacy. I'm not saying you're going to find it with everyone in the church. I'm not saying it's going to be with every single person. But I am saying that you can meet find a few who you can do life deeper with. who you can have an intimate relationship. If you look and you'll find that you'll know them and that they will know you. But it first starts with that vertical intimacy with Jesus Christ with God and with Christ. and When we have the intimacy with Christ, then we can have true intimacy in our horizontal relationships with those around us. And for some of us, perhaps, we haven't yet entered into a relationship with Christ. For some of us, we haven't taken that step. I'm gonna give you that opportunity shortly to know the one who already knows all of you. He knows your past, he knows your present, he knows your future, he knows your hopes and dreams, he knows the sin in your life, the wrong you've done, he knows your tears and your fears. He knows your issues and he still loves you. He still wants to know you intimately, if for you to know him intimately, so much that he died for you. For others of us, we know Christ and we're walking with him, but we're not walking through life with others people, with anyone else, and I wanna encourage you during this series, will you take that step? Will you reach out to someone to be vulnerable, to be honest, to be transparent, to ask someone, hey, I want a journey with life in you. We've known each other for a certain amount of period. And see, intimacy in a relationship is not knowing someone for a long time or not knowing someone in a short time. It's knowing someone fully and them knowing you fully. You can say to them, hey, I don't want to go through life alone or, or without someone else, an intimate relationship in my life. For still others, it's something else, it's pride. Pride is damaging the relationships that you do have, whether it's your marriage, relationship between a parent, child, or a sibling, could be a friendship that you have, or a colleague, or a boss. Whatever the relationship is, there's pride in your life and it's damaging it. You might think it's no big deal to be proud or full of pride or be puffed up, but you gotta realize it is a big deal. God is it, it, God says in his word that it is a big deal. Would you today hand that pride over God? I hand it over to you, Jesus. So this can be removed from my life so that the relationships I do have, there can be an intimacy, there can be a transformation in those relationships. Just like God, you are in intimate relationship with you, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I too am seeking and searching. First and and foremost, relationship with you, God, and then relationship horizontally, intimate relationships with those around me. Let's pray. Lord God, today, I just pray firstly, God, for those who are needing to enter into intimacy with others. I just pray right now, Jesus, if there's any person listening or watching to this today, that God, that you are maybe be a light bulb moment. Maybe your Holy Spirit has been speaking to them about this previously. And today it's reconfirmed. I just pray, Jesus, that they would say, Lord Jesus, I need someone in my life that I can do intimacy and relationships with God. Someone I can open up to, Jesus. God, for others, I just pray that they would address the pride of their lives, Jesus. I know that at times I've had to address this area in my own life, God. It can be hard to admit it. But Jesus, I pray if there's anyone, Lord, who needs, to, who needs to hand over pride to you, stop being proud. I just pray, Jesus, that they would do that right now. God, they're not alone. They don't have to do this in their own strength. They have your Holy Spirit with them. And Lord Jesus, finally, for those who need to enter into an intimate relationship, with Jesus Christ. Perhaps that's you today. You've never known a God like this. You didn't know that Jesus wants to know you fully and for you to know him fully. I want to give you that opportunity right now to invite Jesus into your life, to enter into an intimate relationship with the creator of the universe, with the person who came and died for you. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he wants a relationship with you, that he would pay the price for you, that he would take your sin, your judgment, your suffering upon himself and say, I want to take this upon myself so that you could have freedom in life and in eternity. And so that you could have a real intimate relationship with me. If that's you today, I want you to say a simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I invite you into my life. I want to have intimacy with you. Let's say it again. Dear Jesus, I invite you into my life. I want to have intimacy with you. Jesus, for people who prayed that prayer, I just pray right now, they're experiencing the intimacy of a relationship with Jesus Christ, the goodness, the peace, Lord God, the 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 love, the joy, they're experiencing that right now. God, I pray, Lord, that they will experience it more in the coming weeks and months as they journey with you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, God. First and foremost, a relationship with you and relationships with each other, Jesus. Bless them, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name.